Greetings, Seamheads, and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th and Blake Podcast, a Colorado Rocky-centric podcast powered by My Life Sports. I'm your host, Neil Piero, back at it with the latest installment of this Rockies podcast. Uh, looking forward to it, guys. Always enjoy uh, sitting down to record a new podcast for you guys. Uh, podcasting is just, it's such a unique way to kind of connect with the uh, consumers in the modern-day society, so... Um, Anytime I have the opportunity to do a podcast like this, I'm always jumping at the opportunity. So really appreciate your guys' uh, listenership and all that good stuff as well. So uh, before we dive in, if you're a fan of my work, be sure to follow me on the social media spheres on Twitter at Media by AP and on Instagram at avp.media. Really, really appreciate it when you guys uh, give me a follow on those platforms as it really helps me just better myself as a reporter. Um, it, I mean your interactions, your engagements, all that stuff really, really just helps me, um, especially all the feedback as well. So whenever you guys give me a, drop me a line on an article that I wrote or say you didn't like something, you know, um, any of that feedback really helps me just improve myself as a writer and as a reporter covering the Colorado Rockies. So if you guys uh, are a fan of my work, please follow me on those two platforms again on Instagram at avp.media and on Twitter at media by AP. Um, if you guys like all that we're doing over at Mile High Sports, be sure to follow us uh, over there as well on Twitter at Mile High Sports. But let's talk about MHS real quick, guys. Um, I really do think that we are one of the premier sports media outlets um, in Denver just for our variety and our diversity in terms of how you can consume our content. Um, obviously, we have three kind of sectors over at Mile High Sports. We have the online website, we have the magazine, and we have the radio station, all three of which you know produce fantastic content. Um, and I always say, you know, if you can consider yourself a tried and true Colorado sports fan you have to be uh you know locked in with what's going on over at my life sports because we really have you covered from head to toe from the preps to the pros when it comes to uh all things Colorado sports so you know the website that's where you can find most of my writing I'm actually going to be coming through a couple articles that I wrote here um the past couple of days in this installment of the podcast so you can read those in their entirety on mylifesports.com um you guys can listen to the radio station AM 1340 FM 1047 obviously um you know just great live local sports talk as well as the syndicated Jim Rome program and then we have the uh, magazine my life sports magazine which you can pick up from uh, at King Super locations all across the front range from Fort Collins to Castle Rock. So that's what we got going on at Mile High Sports, guys. But uh, let's dive into Rockies baseball. Um, and, you know, I say it all the time. It's been just a really, really interesting season for this club. But, um, you know, they're toast, guys. <laughs> you know, we got to stick a fork in them. Sitting at a record, uh, sitting with a record of 54 and 67. Things are not looking good for the Rockies at this point in time. Um, they just lost their last series as well. Although they were able to kind of salvage that last game uh, against Arizona, thanks in part to some Nolan Arenado walk-off home runs. But, um, yeah, you know, a 446 winning percentage. They're just 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games played, and they're only a game over 500 at home. So, you know, that's pretty indicative of just the overall collective struggles, I believe, that this team has endured throughout the season. Um, you know, usually the Rockies are a pretty good home team, and this year, you know, that has not been the case. So um, it's pretty obvious that this team is lacking you know something and I decided to do a deep dive on what I you know what, what's going on with this club because you know I'm there for a decent amount of these home games and you know there's just been something different and I decided to hone in on the energy and the veteran leadership within the clubhouse for my latest story from Ally Sports um 
and it's 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 one of the most interesting articles I've had the opportunity to write because um, it's titled "Changes in the Rockies Clubhouse Have Played a Large Role in Their Fall from Grace." And essentially, what I did um, is I talked to Nolan Arenado and Kyle Freeland. You know, Nolan, kind of the voice of of the position players, and Freeland, the voice of the pitching staff, and just asked them about the the difference from this year's club to the past two seasons. And from my personal perspective, before I even talked to these guys. Um, one of the most noticeable differences, in my opinion, was just the clubhouse energy. And I think there's a pretty obvious reason as to why that energy is different. And I think it's because it has to do with the departure of guys like Carlos Gonzalez and Gerardo Parra. You know, DJ LeMahieu as well, um, and Adam Adovino. So I, I decided to, you know, write an article centered around that. And then I also wanted to ask the players just about how, you know, how have they stepped up in leadership roles, you know, without guys like Parra and Cargo? Because for those of you that don't know, um, you know, Carlos Gonzalez and Gerardo Parra in each of the past two seasons were absolutely essential in getting the Rockies to the postseason. Um, you know, not necessarily for their performance on the field, but for their performance off of it. Um, they were just fantastic veteran clubhouse leaders, um, and they really did a lot to just. Uh, it was a balancing act. You know, it always is throughout the course of a 162-game season, and they did a really good job of kind of easing those tensions throughout the course of the season. So um, I'm just going to comb through this article, and I'll kind of break down to you um, just my thoughts and explanation. And, and if it makes sense to you guys, let me know. If you guys think that I am uh, crazy and you don't think that this has anything to do with their struggles, um, let me know. But I, I just want to go through some obvious points or some key points here um, throughout the article um, and, and read you guys the quotes as well because I think, um, you know, what Nolan and Freeland had to say was really, really um, important. Um, so Nolan, you know, I asked him just about the, the struggles about this season collectively, and he says, we have some young guys that are getting better, but at the same time, we are a little bit behind. That's just what it is. I can't pinpoint what it is. And real quick here, before we dive more deep into, dive deeper into this, um, Nolan Arenado spoke to the media, I believe at the beginning of the Arizona series, and I was there. Um, and it was just kind of a synopsis of thoughts of what has been really just an awful season for him and the entire Rockies team. And, you know, he didn't say anything, you know, that was too off the, you know, off the beaten path. You know, obviously he was talking about how he's frustrated. I'm going to pull these quotes up here for you guys. But what was more interesting to me was his body language. Um, you know, Nolan... He's a very charismatic guy, a very upbeat, positive guy. And, and you could just tell that when he was talking, although his words weren't necessarily harsh, he's a little frustrated with what's going on um, here. But here's some quotes from Nolan about just how this season has gone. He says, the goal is to win as many games as you can. There's a lot of there's a lot to play. Oh, so this quote real quick um, is talking about motivating himself and the rest of the club. Um, to finish the season strong, so he says the goal is to win as many games as you can. There's a lot of play. There's a lot to play for. It's easy to find meeting in these games for me. Obviously, I want to make the playoffs, but as the season has gone on, it's looking like it's not going to happen at all. So Arenado is under. You know, he really understands. Uh, you know, the state of the Rockies season. Um, you know, and just where it is and how much of a failure it has been. And then also there was a large theme, you know, rolling throughout the clubhouse this day. I think Patrick Saunders at the Denver Post wrote an article about it. You know, he was asking players if they've lived up to, you know, if their record is a reflection of how talented they are. Um, and Nolan had a quote on that saying, I think our team is better than our record indicates, but I don't think we are as good as some of these really good teams. We have some young guys that are getting better. At the same time, we are a little bit behind. That's just what it is. 
Um, and, and, you know, I think that's a fair assessment from Nolan because this team does have a lot of talent. You know, they sent the most position players in the game to the All-Star game uh, this season between Nolan, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, and David Dahl. So they were well represented at the All-Star game, um, you know, with four total All-Stars. So, you know, they have a, a collective, a solid group of talent um, with that young core. Um, and what it really comes down to is pitching. And, you know, Bud Black kind of honed down this as well. He says, we have to pitch well, not just a couple of guys. We need a 13-man pitching staff to pitch well. You go on runs and the offense picks up the pitching staff on a, on a given night, and the pitchers will pick up the offense on a given night. You have to sync things up. And I think there's a very fair assessment from Buddy Black in regards to the struggles in which the Rockies have endured this year, just because it really, it's just been such a hot and cold season in regards to how the pitching staff and how the... Um, a lineup have kind of become synchronized because, you know, to dumb it down a little bit, there has been games where the offense will score, you know, six, seven runs a game, which is fantastic, but the pitching staff's given up eight or nine runs a game, or vice versa, where the staff is, you know, throwing a good game, they're giving up a run or two, and the Rockies can't score anything. Um, so the Rockies have really just been unable to get on the same page in regards to their talent, uh, which is really, really frustrating. And, and then another quote from Arenado, too, um, he's using teams within the National League West division as kind of a measuring stick for where the Rockies are at. Um, and, and the Rockies just lost a series against the San Diego Padres before they returned for this current homestay that they find themselves on. And, and he, you know, it was a frustrating series for, for Arenado. He says, it's, a fr- it's frustrating for sure. The Padres are getting better. It shows that we have a long way to go and we have to find ways to continue to get better usually the last few years we've been able to beat the Padres now you can tell they are making some pretty good moves and they are and they are starting to get better it's just a sign that we have to get better somehow because there are three to four teams that we have to deal with because they are all in front of us in the standings we need to start playing better baseball so you know in 2017 and 18 you know the Rockies were outside of the Dodgers you know top dog in that National League West division obviously you had Arizona that was the you know fighting for some spots as well um, but, you know, they would beat up on the Giants and they would beat up on the Padres and the Diamondbacks as well, you know, while getting their fair share of wins against the Dodgers. And, and that just hasn't been the case. And I think, you know, this goes back to the points that I've made in regarding to um, the Rockies offseason decisions, you know, deciding not to bolster their starting rotation or bolster their bullpen entering the season and kind of just rolling with what they had. Um, so I think that's really, really indicative of that. Um, and, you know, you got the Padres with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Eric Hosmer and Manny Machado. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be a force to reckon with here soon enough, um, especially with that young, really, really solid farm system. Um, the Giants have been competitive, and, you know, they're going to make some moves here. Um, the Dodgers are the Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks, you know, they've also been competitive. Um, so it, it's a, it's a bit of a rough go-around for the Rockies this season because every other team in their division, you know, who they play the most throughout the year, um, you know, it has improved, and the Rockies have kind of just stood pat and, you know, have kind of coasted along here. So that leads me back to the idea of clubhouse leadership um, because I think that's been a primary reason as to why the Rockies, you know, the vibe around the club has not been the same. And, and you might be like, what does that mean, Nilo? And while I don't think that Carlos Gonzalez and Gerardo Parra would have necessarily made a difference in regards to wins and losses on the field. I think that they would have made a difference in regards to stopping these losing streaks, you know, bef- before they've gotten out of hand, you know, there's, or, or, you know, to pick up some more wins than they have thir- during these rough skids. You know, we've seen the Rockies um, have their worst collective month in franchise history in July. I think it's safe to say maybe that doesn't happen if Gerardo Parra and Carlos Gonzalez and DJ LeMahieu and Adam Adovino were, are in the Rockies clubhouse. Um, you know, those 
those guys were just veterans that were really good at helping this team kind of move on from one game to the next. And I think that's a, that's a, uh, a characteristic that is not prominent within the Rockies clubhouse this season. Um, so it's I, I asked Nolan Arenado just about the departure of those guys and, and their impact on the club. And this is what he had to say. He says, obviously we miss them and they were important to us, but it is what it is. You grow and get used to things. In spring training, it was a little weird not having them around, but then you get used to it because that's just because this is just what it is, is what he says. Um, and then, you know, I proceeded to kind of go on when I talked to Freeland to ask about so Nolan told me that, you know, obviously they've been missed. And, you know, from my perspective, those guys were really big leaders in each of the past couple of seasons. You know, how, who stepped up in their place? You know, how have you guys bounced back from losing those two pillars? And and Freeland told me, Nolan is a guy that everybody looks at. Story is becoming one of those guys as well. Myself and the surrounding pitching group are trying to solidify ourselves as leaders. We're trying to fill those roles so when things go sideways in a season, guys can look to us. So obviously, you know, the Rockies are aware that there is a void that needs to you know there's a void out there that is that needs to be filled uh one way or another and freeland arenado's story you know those guys are um you know working to fill that void but with that said um i think a lot of it is personality based you know nolan arenado can be a leader trevor story can be a leader um but they're kind of they're kind of you know they're humble giants you know they're really good players that don't brag about themselves and, and that are very reserved and all that stuff um and, and there's nothing wrong with that but they're more of a lead by example kind of a leader Whereas Parra and Cargo, you know, they weren't afraid to, you know, joke around and play pranks on each other and, and just really play the game like kids would. Um, that's the best way to describe it, you know, whereas Nolan and Trevor um, are a little bit more business oriented. But, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and Cargo and Parra were just as serious about the game as anybody else. But they also know how to they also knew how to kind of add a bit of humor to the game, you know, and, and that really helps lighten the mood over the course of the season. So, um I think it's a set of characteristics that the Rockies are greatly missing at this point in time. Um, you know, and then Freeland continues to kind of go on and say, you know, uh, and the point that I make in the article as well is that they're they're missing that glue man, and I think that's what Parra and you know Gonzalez kind of did. You know, they really binded the locker room together. And I asked Freeland about that and just the overall difference without them in the clubhouse. And, and Freeland had this to say: he says it's different. Those guys are unique in their own way. Cargo and Parra are like two of the same people, but different at the same time. Their personality, style of play, they are always loose, and they. And they were always someone you could go talk to. They never shut a door on you. They were always looking to get better. They were always looking to better the young guys and keep the game as light as possible. Reminding you this game is fun and you have to have a lot of fun out there no matter what. Losing those two guys was not easy. But this is but that is part of the game. Those kind of personalities are not being shown right now. And it's tough to do that when we're in the where we're, when we are in the season that we are in. We are all trying to win games and keep things light. So, you know, Freeland kind of hammers home my point there that they have not had a, you know, Gerardo Parra, Carlos Gonzalez type energy this season. Um, you know, there's no one that's been able to kind of come in after a tough loss and lighten the mood, you know, that maybe it just kind of sits sour and, and, and the players roll over, you know. But one thing with, with Parra and Cargo is they really help these players turn the page and, and move on quickly uh, from a tough loss. And again, my point that I'm hammering home about that is I think, you know, if you have a personality like that on the club this year, maybe these losing streaks that you go on in July aren't nearly as bad, you know. Maybe you're able to pick up, you know, two, three extra wins in that skid and, and, you know, remain at least a little bit more competitive than you are now. Um, so I, I definitely think that was interesting. And, and I think you also look at, you know, the impact that those veterans could have had early during the year, you know, earlier in the season when you were also having struggles. So, um, you know, it's it's a big, it's 
it's just an interesting topic because it's not going to result in wins and losses, you know, in terms of an upgrade in that statistical category. But I think it would help in just the overall charisma um, and continuing that winning culture that they've built over the past couple of seasons. So um, that said, you know, I've talked about how that veteran presence was essential. And, and Buddy Black definitely agreed, but he also is very aware of the fact that they do have veterans. Um, when I asked the same question to Bud, Bud, his response was, we feel as though where Nolan is in, where Nolan is in his career, where Charlie is, where Trevor is becoming, Daniel Murphy, Ian Desmond, Wade Davis, we have a lot of good veteran players. I think we are fine in the position of veteran leadership and character. And Black is not wrong. You know, the Rockies do indeed have a robust crop of talent, um, and each player has played a role in helping the Rockies youngsters this season. Um, you know, for example, Ian Desmond, I always see him chatting with Garrett Hampson and the rest of the Rockies young infielders. And I've been told that Daniel Murphy has been a fantastic source of information uh, for anybody that comes to him to seek it. And, and, you know, while the Rockies' current crop of veterans have made um, an impact, it does not yield to the type of effects that the Rockies need at the moment, in my opinion. Um, you know, a majority of the current veterans are locked into baseball constantly, whereas Gonzalez and Parra help lift spirits both on and off the field. And, you know, what I mean with that is, you know, it's just the, the, the antics and, and the shenanigans that these two would bring to the clubhouse that I think is, is the difference between guys like Ian Desmond and Daniel Murphy than it is between Gerardo Parra and Carlos Gonzalez. And, you know, there's definitely a little bit of a balancing act, but you look at a team like the Washington Nationals this season, you know, who Parra plays for right now. You know, they were kind of down and out at the beginning of the year, and Parra comes over, and, you know, he doesn't make an impact right away. And then he changes his uh, walk-up song to the Baby Shark, and everybody just explodes. Like, everyone starts laughing around the ballpark when that comes. Um, it becomes a whole joke in the clubhouse. There's camaraderie flowing. Um, all that stuff, you know, moods are lightened. And I'm not saying that this is a direct reason as to why the Nationals are, you know, now a front-runner to make the postseason. But, you know, that is definitely a turning point in the course of a season. Parra's ability to come into the clubhouse, Washington's clubhouse, and, and help, you know, change the atmosphere and change the mood and change the environment around the club um, regardless of how bad they've been playing as in recent time and you know I think that's something that the Rockies uh, you know could have benefited from this season um, again so um, you know and I think something else that needs to be said is the Rockies are really you know given where they are at this point in the season they are going all in on playing their young players and you know we saw Chris Iannetta get let go a couple of days ago um, and I asked Kyle Freeland about that as well um, and he said, you know, it was a tough departure for him to take. He says, when he came to the team last year, I immediately attached to him because I wanted, I watched him and, uh, sorry, let me start that one over. <laughs> he says, when he came to the team last year, I immediately attached to him because I watched him when I was a kid. I was able to throw to him and create a friendship and chemistry with him that I'm going to cherish for a long time. He's one of those guys that when he, uh, that he wants to better himself and the pitchers he's catching. Um, you know, and I agree with that. And, you know, this is another decision that caught Freeland and the rest of the Rockies off guard. And, and for Freeland especially, um, you know, Chris Iannetta was his primary catcher. So that's that's definitely a, a tough pill to swallow for him. Um, you know, but I think it's 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 a sign of the times, guys. You know, between Cargo and Parra no longer here. Now Iannetta no longer here. You know, who's next? Because I, I do think that there might be more casualties coming up as the Rockies look to, um, you know, move forward here this year um but I, I do think that the biggest takeaway 
is that there has been you know a little bit of a lapse in chemistry. Um, this club is is looking to get back on track and refine their footing in regards to building that winning culture around the club. So that's my takeaways from all this, guys. But uh, that's gonna do it for me for the latest installment of the Twentieth of Blake podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in for this one. Please be sure to give me a follow on social media again on Instagram at avp.media and on Twitter at media by ap. You guys follow me on those platforms. It really really helps me just improve myself as a reporter. If you like all of our work over at My Life Sports as well, be sure to check us out online at mylifesports.com. You can also pick up a copy of the magazine um, at King Supers locations all across the front range from Fort Collins to Castle Rock. And um, you can also listen to the radio station when you're in your car or at home. Um, AM 1340 FM 104.7 is the dial. But that's going to do it for me, guys. We will be back at it with another, with another podcast and some articles here over the next few days. So be sure to stay locked and loaded with all things uh, Rockies over at mylifesports.com. Take it easy, guys.